Welcome to the Life and Business Made Simple podcast. I am Heather Reed, your life and business strategist, energy healer, and creator of the Say Yes to You planning system, and your host. This is a show about navigating life and entrepreneurship and finding your way to do both while loving the life you've created. It's often thought that you have to choose between either a career or being a good mom. And that is a lie. I help my clients identify the tangible steps to unlocking their dream life by simplifying life and business while also reconnecting to and caring for themselves. Even better, now I'm sharing these resources with you. If you're looking for a mix of practical, thoughtful, and a little bit woo, you're in the right spot. Grab your favorite crystals and oracle cards, reheat your lukewarm coffee, and let's get started. Hi, friends. We'll jump into the episode in just a moment, but first, this is your friendly reminder that the process for Say Yes to You planner orders is changing. Going forward, planners will only be available on a pre-order waitlist for quarterly planner drops. What does this mean for you? Well, if you haven't already purchased your planner and need one before the beginning of October, check out the link in the show notes to see if there are any remaining in inventory right now to purchase. If not, and you are a current customer, please send me a message and I will send you a little special something to get you through until October. Otherwise, get yourself on the wait list by emailing hello at heatherreadcoaching.com and confirm how many planners you would like to purchase, as well as whether or not you'd like your purchase to be a subscription. Now, you may be asking, what's the subscription for, Heather? And if so, I'm so glad you asked. If you subscribe to the Say Yes to You Planner subscription, you will receive your quarterly planner automatically. Amazing, right? This is a beautiful option for those of you who don't want to waste valuable mental real estate on keeping track of reorder dates. I know your mental load is high, and this is one thing you can take off your list. It's also a beautiful solution for those of us with ADHD who quite literally cannot remember things like reordering planners every 90 days. Okay, that's it. That's the reminder. And now here's the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Life and Business Made Simple podcast. I'm thrilled to have Jane Havens on with me today. She is one of the very first entrepreneurs I knew that I could watch as a role model. And she's here to share with us today about how you can start a business as a mom with little kids at home in a way that works for your life, that's simple, that's not all-consuming and overwhelming. So thank you, Jane, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. Awesome. So share a little bit about you and your journey in entrepreneurship. Sure. So I will run through this quickly, but let me back up to 
before my entrepreneurial journey. I have a background in catering sales. I used to plan weddings and bar and bat mitzvahs and corporate holiday parties. That's what I did before I had kids. And I always knew that that career lifestyle was not going to be conducive to raising young children. As I worked nights, weekends, holidays, I was always working. So mm-hmm. when my son was born almost 11 years ago, I left my very successful career in catering to be a stay-at-home mom. And I did that for, I don't know, I think five or six years before uh, deciding that I needed something again uh, to sort of fulfill that work bucket that had been sort of left empty for a while. And I got into sleep consulting because I was good at getting my own kids to sleep. I By the time I got into it, I had two kids and I sleep trained them both when they were babies and was always really into um, routines and setting really respectful boundaries around sleep. And my children just knew when it was time to go to bed, it was time to go to bed. And a lot of my friends were really jealous that I could just like read them a book and sing them a song and kiss them goodnight and put them into the crib and they just slept. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody could believe it. And so I actually found a lot of joy in helping other people uh, achieve that in their own homes. And at first I did it just for fun. I helped friends and friends of friends. And eventually I decided to take this interest or passion of mine and turn it into what was intended to be a side hustle. Um, I went online, took a certification course and launched my business from there. Uh, and, and then it sort of snowballed and turned into something much bigger and more substantial than I ever could have imagined. But I think the lesson or the takeaway there is that like, sometimes you just have to get started and who knows where you're going to end up or where you're going to land. Uh, for me, it was just deciding that I was ready to do something for myself. Uh, going back to work, even in a non-traditional sense, gave me a lot of purpose and, Uh, allowed me to feel that I was doing something for myself in a season of life where I was otherwise really just doing everything and anything for my children all day long. So it was sort of like a weird way to give myself some self-care in a strange way. Does that make sense? It's weird. That totally makes sense. Yes. Because when I had my daughter, I stayed home with her and I really did not love it. And I know that sounds very, that's like a very privileged thing to say, right? But I needed something outside of just being at home with a baby all day to stimulate my brain and to keep me engaged just in life in general. So that makes complete sense to me. So when I decided to stay home with my son, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm I'm more than willing and would love to stay home with him, but I have to also have something else with it. Yeah, I also, I also, I, so I loved stay-at-home momming the first time around. I really enjoyed it. And by the time, you know, I was four years in, my second child was born, uh, I was burnt out. I was sort of over it. And, and my daughter was challenging. She cried a lot. She wasn't that like easygoing baby that I had the first time around. And I definitely looked to entrepreneurship as a bit of an outlet uh, Mm -hmm. to give me something that it didn't take me away from my kids because I still was the primary caregiver for my children and I still am, but it gave me something that lit me up, that excited me in a way that like 
schlepping my kids to baby gym and music classes was no longer doing for me anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that that we're having this conversation because I think for a lot of moms, there's a lot of guilt associated with that. Because for many of us, all we've wanted is to become moms, right? And then we do and we're home with the kids and we're we're feeling like we need something beyond that. And, and that can feel selfish or um, ungrateful. So I think this is an important conversation to have that those are all normal emotions and that we are human and being a mom is one part of our human experience, but there can also be other parts and it doesn't mean anything about us as moms. Wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Awesome. So for those who followed my entire journey, you know that I started out as a sleep consultant as well, which is how we met. And I just remember watching you and being like, wow, she's so good at this. I think it's something that just comes naturally to you, the marketing and the sales piece. So if you could give people one piece of advice, if they're looking to start their business or they have started their business and they're just feeling like it's so difficult to get their name out there and bring awareness to what they're doing, what would you tell people? So what I see, and and since becoming a sleep consultant, I'm now also training others to become sleep consultants. I have a sleep consultant certification program. So I actually teach people how to grow sleep consulting businesses. I feel like I have like a bird's eye view into what's going on with sort of newbies who are just entering this field. And what I can see is that a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about their businesses, but not a whole lot of time taking action to grow their businesses. So they worry about their businesses. They have anxiety about their businesses. They have fear of failure, uh, imposter syndrome, all of these emotions and thoughts that are taking up a whole lot of real estate in their minds, but then not a whole lot of action is taking place. You know, people will say to me, so like uh, when I first became a sleep consultant, my very first month in business, I had five paying clients. And I recognize that that's probably not typical. I know it's not typical because I train others to do this work and most people don't have that experience. No. But the amount of people <laughs> that I probably spoke to, and this was years ago, so I can't like tell you exactly how many, but like, you know, the amount of people that I probably spoke to in order to connect with those five paying customers is enormous. Yes. It's enormous. And, and most people just don't do that. You know, they have, they, they send out an email or two and then they're like, Oh, I reached out to all these people today. Nobody got back to me, you know, but it's like, (laughs) right. Like, and they, and the weight on their shoulders of like the words that were in that email or whether or not someone's going to respond, all of that feels so heavy Mm -hmm. and, and it feels like they're working so much but like they're not, you know, Um, I think that in order to have a successful business, like a lot goes into it. And it's not just a lot of thinking about it. It's a lot of action. And if you're not willing to take consistent action and, and have a certain volume, that's going to yield some sort of traction, 
then it's just gonna take longer. That's not to say that it's never gonna happen, right? Um, but but you have to willing you have to be willing to put yourself out there and have conversations with people day after day after day. And um, I think that a lot of people think about having those conversations, but don't actually have so many of those conversations. Well, and coming from a person that did get stuck in, well, I'll say this. I had this impression that so many people needed sleep help that all I had to do was start an Instagram, post on Instagram, provide value, and people would come to me, right? So I I probably spent six months doing that. Like, why is nobody coming to me? I don't understand. My Instagram's not growing either. What am I doing wrong? And there's so much that we get stuck in our heads about. And you're really good at doing this of just saying exactly what it is, right? You don't get stuck in all the words or trying to wordsmith everything. You just speak as if you're speaking to a friend or somebody in person, right? That's the way your posts read to me. And that's the way to just get out there and get out of the overthinking is you just have to kind of start talking about it repeatedly so that it becomes more and more comfortable. It's going to feel really weird at first. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Let's like dig into that because I don't use social media a ton for my business. I, uh, I mean, I do, I, I'm on Facebook. I don't, yeah. I don't like post on Instagram, which yeah. I think is what people think of when they think about using social media to grow their online business. They think about like building an Instagram following or maybe now it's even TikTok, which is so foreign to me. I can't even think about getting started with that. Yeah. But, you know, I really don't post on Instagram about my business. I actually, if you go and follow me on Instagram, I have not posted to my grid since September of 2022. And at this point it's a sticking point and I'm not gonna post because I love to tell people that I have a successful sleep consulting business and I have not posted to my Instagram since... It's almost a year. Okay. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that I don't share the stories every now and then like I do, but when I do, honestly, what I'm sharing about is stuff that I'm passionate about. That's not even necessarily sleep related. And for me, it's like, you know, um, it's stuff about my kids or it's like pro Israel. It's, it's stuff that's like not even about sleep. And, and the reason, or like, let's use the kids as an example. I will share about my kids being away at sleepaway camp, which really has nothing to do with sleep, but I can relate it back to sleep because mm -hmm. sending your kids away to sleepaway camp is very emotionally charged in a similar way that sleep training is right. Yep. So, so I'll talk about sending my kids away to sleep and sometimes sleepaway camp. And sometimes I'll relate it back to coaching families through sleep training, but sometimes also I'll just share that stuff because somebody might be following me who also sends their kids away to sleepaway camp. So they see that my kids are away at sleepaway camp and then they'll message me and they'll say, oh my gosh, where are your kids at camp? My kids are at such and such camp. And then all of a sudden they're having a conversation with me. Yep. I didn't, I didn't start that conversation. They started that conversation and it wasn't about, it wasn't about sleep training. It was about sleepaway camp. Right. And all of a sudden they're in my DMS. And I use that as an opportunity to eventually say to them, like, Hey, how did you learn about me? How come you're following me? Right. And then maybe it comes up like, Oh, my youngest is two and a half and climbed out of his crib and won't stay in bed. And I've been following you for years or whatever it is. Right. But it, it starts a conversation. And, you know, if I post something about 
Israel, same thing. I might find somebody, somebody might see that and relate to my post and start a conversation about politics, which has nothing to do with sleep training. But then all of a sudden they're in my DMs having a conversation and then I can ask them, hey, like, is there a reason you're here, right? And yeah. and maybe I can end up helping them and maybe not. Uh, but that's always how I've used social media as just an avenue to connect with more people. I always say that like the purpose of social media, the reason it was created was to make social networking easier. It's a social networking platform. So if you're just posting pretty graphics and sample sleep schedules, you know, those are a dime a dozen. But if you right. can actually use Instagram or Facebook to make social connections and meaningful connections, I think that's ultimately what leads to growing a successful business. Yeah. I or at totally least that's what it looks that. like for me. That's what it looks like for me. I recognize that like for some people, it looks nothing like that. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is that you get to do it in a way that works for you. Yeah. So I want to come back to that. But first, I just wanted to share I do I do post quite frequently to my grid and to my it, I schedule it out. So it posts both places, right? To my Instagram and to my Facebook business page. However, I don't view that as my sales mechanism. I view both of those more as a storefront. So people will see me other places engaging on those platforms or they'll hear about me from a friend or um, I don't know, I'll be featured on someone else's podcast and they will see my links and they will go take a look at my page and they'll be able to see more about what I do, what I'm about. That's how I view social media. When I first started, I thought, oh, I'm going to make all my sales from my posts. And that's really not, that's not the way to look at it. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And then, oh, about what works for you. You mentioned, you know, you've got to find what works for you. And I think that's the thing that I see a lot of new entrepreneurs chasing is like, what's the thing? What's the framework, the method, the special secret sauce and I heard people say this when I was early in my entrepreneurial journey, and I found it very frustrating, but I'm going to say it because as I've gotten further down, it's it's so true is you have to find what feels good in your body. And that can take some practice like, ooh, it doesn't feel good for me to cold DM people out of nowhere. So I'm not going to force myself to do that, right? But if I can start an organic conversation with people that feels better. Okay. That's how I'm going to go about it. Or I really love networking in person. I don't love networking online. Okay. Do that. Right. Find the, find the things that feel good to you and you'll always be more successful when you follow that path. Yeah. I think, I think that that's right. Uh, you know, as somebody who's teaching others, people are looking to me for that secret sauce all yep. the time. <clears throat> and and yes, I agree with the statement that you really do need to figure out what works for you because I do think that it looks different for everybody. What I will say is that like you got to be doing something, yep. right? Like you have to be doing something. And, and the other thing I'll say is that, you know, when you decide to become something, let's just use sleep consultant because that's that's what we both have in common, right? When you decide yep. to become a sleep consultant or when you decide to become a life coach or a virtual assistant or a whatever it may be, um, you know, you take a training, you get you get educated. That is the first step. Like yep. you're not you're not an expert yet. You're not the best that you can possibly be because you went through a course in six weeks, right? 
right? And, and you feel super great, like you're all educated, you know your stuff, but really you're just at the beginning. And I think that the key to success in entrepreneurship is partially or largely truly gaining a mastery in whatever it is that you do. Because when you're really, really good at what you do, it shows. And when you're still learning, that shows, right? And it's okay. Like we're all learning. And, you know, I, if I look back at some of the videos that I made four years ago, cringe, 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 okay? (laughs) If I go back and listen to some of the podcasts that I was on four years ago, cringe, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to take that journey. You have to be willing to fall down and get back up. You have to be willing to get out there and do your best. And it's your best right now. And you have to be willing to keep working on it. You know, I hear people say, had four discovery calls and nobody hired me. Well, you haven't figured out how to do a discovery call yet. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Or maybe they just weren't the right fit for you. And and that's really important, right? You don't want to be working with people who are not a good fit for you. Maybe that you and you're not aligned with those people on the other end of the phone. And it takes a lot of experience and a lot of practice to be okay with all of that. And just because, you know, in the first X amount of weeks or months, your business isn't where you want it to be, newsflash, like, no kidding. Nobody's where they want to be right away. Like, if you think about our past careers before we were in entrepreneurship, how long did it take me to earn the income that I was earning in my career right before I stepped out? Yeah. Years. Yes. Well, and I think that's such a great analogy because a lot of us go into entrepreneurship thinking, okay, I'm certified in whatever it is. I can start my business and I'll just be making six figures, let's say, right away. When you graduated from college, did you have a six figure? Well, so I graduated from college coming up on 20 years ago. So times were a little different. But like, no, I did not make six figures graduating from college. How long did it take me to get to six figures? A while, right? And and so, yes, you have more freedom and flexibility in entrepreneurship to make that happen faster since you're the one in control of your business. But it's not automatic just because you start your own business. Yeah. Also, like if you think about sort of like if you look at statistics for businesses, most businesses don't make it right? Most businesses fail. So if you want to be in that little tinier percentage of businesses that make it and really thrive, like, what do you have to do? Not give up because in the beginning there is going to, it's going to look like a whole lot of failure. Right. And, And you have to get past that. You have to build momentum and eventually you get traction and you start growing, but most people stop trying before they gain that traction. Yeah. I would agree with that. The other thing that I would say I see a lot is people trying to do too many things. And I think this was part of the blessing in the sleep consulting world is I had a very targeted thing that I was selling, right? It's part of what became actually exponentially more difficult as I moved beyond sleep consulting, because there were so many things that I was passionate about and how I wanted to help people. And it wasn't until the beginning of this year where I really targeted my messaging that things started to take off, right? So in the in the vein of simplifying, don't feel like you have to be offering people all the things right now, right? Like start with the start with the nugget, 
And as you grow that, you can always add other things, but, but you don't have to do it all at once. In fact, I recommend you don't. <laughs> Try to do every now all. and then, every now and then I get restless in my business <clears throat> and I just yeah. feel like doing something different and adding something new. Yeah. And honestly, it's always a huge pain in the butt. Like yeah. it, it never really is worth the effort. You know, yeah. once, once you figure out what's working in your business and you can just sort of keep doing that and, and just get better at it. What makes, what makes growing fun, at least for me is not doing all these new and different things. It's just becoming even better at what I already do. Yeah. And, and so mastering my craft is what keeps me going and I'm on my way, but like, I don't know that I'll ever even get there. Right. And every yeah. time I get a little finicky and antsy to create a new program. It's like, it, it's so hard. It's so hard, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like once you have something that's, that's working for you, it just makes sense to keep working on it. Keep, keep making path. it even better. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, if it's something that no longer feels aligned to you, it's also sure. okay to pivot, right? So Absolutely. you're very aligned with what you're doing. And I think that's very evident in all of your marketing inside your Facebook group. It's very clear, like this is where you're meant to be. For me, I reached a point where it no longer felt aligned. And it was very interesting too, because energetically, the clients all dried up right then too, right? Like my business had been growing, was doing great. And then all of a sudden, energetically, I shifted and everything else shifted too. So um, if you find yourself going through that, it's not failure unless you completely give up. So if what you're doing right now doesn't feel aligned, what does? I, I agree with that 100%. We were going to talk a little bit about what it's like to grow a business with young kids, oh, right? Yeah. I think that was like our original, which we got totally off tangent, which is yes. absolutely fine. But I think it's worth mentioning because I would imagine a lot of your listeners are moms and, yeah. you know, we're all in a season of life where we're juggling and we have a lot on our plate, whether it's, you know, it's our job. If you have a full-time job and you're trying to start a business at the same time, and maybe you have young kids and you're being pulled in all of these different directions. And what I will say as somebody who grew a successful business with two young kids hanging on my ankles is that I think it's really important to maintain the mindset that, you know, you don't need to build an empire overnight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the whole point of me, at least my story, like the reason I wanted to create this business and have this business was so that I could be happier in my own life, right? Like I needed to find something that would give me joy outside of parenting. I needed something else. And I actually think that starting my own business has made me a better parent because I can focus on work when I need to do that for myself. And then because it's entrepreneurship and I'm in charge, I also get to like taper it down when I need to prioritize my family. Yes. And so it allows me to be, I think, a better mother. And I have to remember, because I'm the type that's always go, go, go and grow, 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 that the whole reason I got started in this was just to have something that made me happy and that mm -hmm. brought me satisfaction and gave me a sense of purpose and so like the process is part of that, yes. right? It's not just all about my income for the month or how many clients I supported. It's like, did I achieve this feeling of, I don't know what the word is, like 
piece, did, did, right? Did my like, business serve me this month, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, did my business serve me? And that isn't about income. That isn't about yeah. number of clients served. Um, it's about growing and improving yourself and working on something that it's like, it's almost like, I feel like I'm an artist sometimes, you know, and it's like, I have this canvas in front of me and I'm trying to make this artwork better. And, and it's a work in progress and there's no end, you know, there's no finish, there's no finite, like this is the end. And so if you're not enjoying the process, then, then you have to look within yourself and figure out why, because you know, it's very difficult to continue on with something day after day after day, as you said, if you're not feeling aligned and if it's not serving you. So, you know, I feel very much like my career is serving me and then that serves my, my family. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And that's part of why sleep consulting didn't feel aligned for me anymore. Right. It didn't feel like it was serving me. I felt like I was I was uh, energetically, it was draining me more than it was filling me, right? That's such a smart way of looking at it is how is, you know, how is this supporting me right now outside of the financial? Because for me, when I first started my business and was watching other coaches, there was so much talk about the financials and hitting your six figures and hitting your 10K months and all of this piece. And it started to make me feel like I wasn't where I should be. And that comparison game can be really detrimental. So reminding yourself, I had a business coach that always would say to me, Heather, you're exactly where you're meant to be right now. And looking back, yes, I had to go through all of these stages to be where I am today. And I, like you said, it's never a finished process. There will be so much more growth continued and finding that joy in where you are right now is is beautiful. I love that. Awesome. Okay. So for people who are interested in getting in touch with you, following you, where can they find you? Sure. I guess I would say the two best places to learn more from me would be inside of my Facebook group. It's called Becoming a Sleep Consultant. So if you search groups, uh, Become a Sleep Consultant or Becoming a Sleep Consultant, it will pop up. Uh, The other place is my podcast. I have a podcast called Becoming a Sleep Consultant. It's really less about sleep consulting, more about business building and entrepreneurship. Uh, I have listeners who are in other businesses, service-based businesses besides sleep consulting, who tell me all the time that they uh, get so much value out of the weekly episode. So if you're interested, take a listen and uh, I'd love to connect with you wherever. I would share my Instagram, but I'm not really on there. It's Snooze <laughs> Fest by Jane Havens, but like, I don't really do that. So I would yeah. say my, my Facebook group and my podcast are the two best places to find me. And thank you for asking. Of course. Thank you for being here. I love this conversation and I can't wait to chat with you more. Thanks again. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I would love to see you on social media. So let's connect. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Heather Reed Coaching, all one word. Stop by and say hello. And I will see you next week, friends. Mm-hmm.